Welcome to David Speaks, a channel for helping you grow and learn and become stronger as a person. A channel for helping you become silent and calm and intelligent and be a better human. Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome everyone, this is David Speaks, and today I'm going to try my best to shine a light into the darkness. And kind of like expose some things to you in a way that you may or may not have known before um the purpose is to de-radicalize de-emotionalize de-attachmentize you from your emotions and and your assumptions about people that have to do with maliciousness because Ultimately, this idea of evil or bad or wrong, ultimately what that comes down to is ignorance. Because, um, and that's another episode in itself, right? And I'm not talking about ignorance as in you're stupid for thinking this, but ignorance as in you, you, the ego, the way the ego works is that the more ignorant you are on a subject, the more it is likely you are going to respond um, negatively to that information, to the thing that it goes against. Depending on how attached you are to it, depending on how identified you are with a certain position. So, for instance, if you're ignorant or don't have, or or if you don't do the work to find the context and the nuance of a subject like healthcare, which is a very complex subject, you know, if somebody is against um, a single-payer healthcare system. You know, your response is going to be something like, oh, these idiots, they're just bought lawyers and corrupt people and stuff like that. You know, that's a lot, what a lot of these uh, radical people like to say, that they, they, these people are bought off by, you know, these insurance companies or whatever, but that's not necessarily what's happening. And that's another subject for another episode. <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about something more complex and more fundamental, ultimately, to what is, you know, something that I think is helpful to de-radicalize the mind or de-radicalize people properly. And it's something that you know, it it is sometimes very easy to fail to notice and very easy to just forget 
or think is dumb or whatever because it doesn't serve your ego's agenda to think otherwise. You know, if you have a certain political position or whatever. So, by the way, I'm not against healthcare for all or anything like that. I'm just getting giving. I was just giving you examples, but um, you know, that's that's a nuanced conversation. Anyways, the point of this episode isn't to go after ignorance and to explain it properly and why and how ignorance can do these things, but it's to do something much more fundamental, which is to well, to really go into this and start from the beginning. When it comes to people, ultimately, what people, what ends up happening, and this I see this in politics, but I see this in relationships and other places as well, is when somebody does something, the response is, "Oh, this person is evil, is, is bad, or you know, malicious, or <coughs> doing it for his own ends, or whatever it is." And what this does, it's a very surface level understanding. And it does very much relate to this subject of ignorance as well. But, you know, that's another subject for another episode. But what it does is it almost like, kind of like, think of it this way, right? If you're, if you, if you're, um, the way that I've always explained it to people is that if you're already set on a certain position, if you already um, have have opinions and ideas about the way things should be, because um, the, way, the way I always put it is that we don't know everything, right? And this includes everything that we do know. But if you're already set on positions and understandings, you implicitly have the idea that you already know everything about this situation. When it's not necessarily the case at all. And so, we're having the same problem here. Uh, when it comes to the people, assuming people are bad or, you know, grifters or whatever the phrase would be. Because ultimately, it comes down to misattributing or misunderstanding people properly. And this happens in relationships, it happens in politics, it happens everywhere. Um, Because, like I said, ignorance or lack of context, lack of nuance, actually serves the the ego more than... uh, you know, non-ignorance and more nuance and more context. Because, for the most part, I mean, there is there. You could say that sometimes um, that those new that nuance and context could be used to punch people over the head and stuff. But more 
often than not, the, the more nuanced and context you have on a situation, the less of a, an emotional and radical you're going to be. But that's another subject for another episode. So, <clears throat> ultimately, <clears throat> what we're missing, what we're ignoring here is that people have their own motivations and those motivations are not what we think they are and they're not you know the problem here is not that people are evil or malicious or whatever you want to say they are when it comes to you know the whatever these attack phrases that they that you use to, to uh, on people are the, the problem is their their motive that they are genuinely motivated for whatever reason and uh, like I said the eco works it's it's really interesting and really under, uh, really something to uh, understand but it's really interesting to me that the more general uh, knowledge that you have about something rather than like the con the uh, nuance and the the bigger picture and stuff like that but the more general like uh, uh, surface level understanding that you have the more of a general surface level understanding that you have the more it is possible that ego is going to use that and say oh this person's a dumb person whatever it's really interesting to me that the ego thinks it's being correct but what's actually happening is ignorance but that's another subject so anyways ultimately what is happening is motivation um so so for instance i give an example and it's not you know i don't know how many good good examples i'm going to be able to give here but so somebody says so for instance if somebody says that this person is giving out misinformation right this person is wrong he's giving out fake news he's believing in a bunch of conspiracy theories he's dumb but the problem is that in his mind this conspiracy person he genuinely believes this and thinks this is true and so genuinely has this motivation and so telling people this and, and him hearing this and him hearing your responses isn't really helping the situation. And so what what is more important here is to understand his motivation, his true understanding of motivation. Another example is, you know, somebody who's a, a racist who who's in a Ku Klux Klan. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, this person is evil, he's bad, he's... He's done. He should be ostracized from society and things like this. And what is really interesting to me about this is that this this also this person has the same kind of thing. He has his own motivations, and he genuinely believes for whatever reason. I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but he genuinely believes it, and. And whatnot. And what's really interesting is that saying this isn't helping the situation. And what's really, really interesting, probably the most interesting about this, is that 
Um, there was a there's a uh, a black man by the name of Daryl Davis who actually, you know, befriended Klan members, not because he likes racism and stuff like that, but because he was actually, what he actually did was he actually managed to show them, not by attacking them and saying you're stupid and you're evil, but by just, you know, normally talking to them and, you know, acting the way that you would normally act and being educated because he's very educated and very aware and uh, very intelligent. And uh, so they saw this and they, and they're, Stereotypes of what whatever you know black person would have been to them is, was now destroyed, and they and like I forget how many members it was, but I think it was like a hundred or so many so, so many uh, members of the clan actually left because of him. I'm gonna be putting something in the show notes to uh, a YouTube video that was uh, that he uh, that he did on TED. I think it was. It was really good. It was really interesting, and it shows you what happens when you just you just talk to somebody normally, and you are like, "Here, let's cr- crack open a beer. Let's talk together, and, and you know, explain things." And we can get to the bottom of truth later if we need to, but more importantly, it's to connect together, and more importantly, is to understand each other. And ultimately, it's about knowing each other. And so what I think is happening is that this is, you know, there because we're all in, a lot of us are in a very social bubble. You know, I've noticed a really interesting phenomenon. It's not always true. So, you know, it's not something that I'm saying is always true, no matter what. But a lot of times what I've noticed is that when you see somebody who is uh, truly, uh, you know, against a certain group or whatever, and is talking about them like they're, you know, evil or whatever, it's because they either don't know these people properly, or they're, they're, they don't come in contact with these people at all. And so they don't actually understand these people. And even if they do come in contact with them, they they only understand them from their own understandings, not from the person's own understandings themselves. Um, you know, there's a really good episode from actualized.org called What If Reality Was Nothing But Perspective? Or what was it? What was it? What if reality was? Nothing. I think it was pretty much what if reality was nothing but perspective. But the point of the episode was to and he's he's done a bunch of uh, episodes. I think it was three episodes um, going over the myths of science. And one of the interesting points that he made in the first episode of this series was would you um, see witchcraft as scientific uh, or would you see this as scientific and then 
what he would do was he would then explain to you why this, you know, because most people would probably be like, no, it's not scientific. But then what he did was he explore he explained that what it would it would um, this is not necessarily the case because they do have their own understanding their own study that they do the experiments and and stuff like that and so this is not necessarily not saying that witchcraft is better than science but that this understanding is not necessarily true and so what I've found over the years and it's not necessarily true but that the more general uh, uh, you have an understanding. Um, the more likely it is that you're going, the more general, the less knowledge you have, <laughs> the more likely it is you're going to, uh, you know, be against a certain idea. It's really strange that that happens, but I've noticed this a lot. Um, it's not always a true thing. Don't get me wrong, but I've noticed it a lot. Like, if you look to um, what people are saying, you know, like, there are certain, you know, YouTube personalities um, on both sides, on the left and the right, who are, the left thinks that, like, some of the far left people think that, People who don't support Medicare for all, like I said, are, you know, bought for, bought or paid for by, you know, big business or whatever, or corrupted by something. And the right thinks that pretty much the deep state exists and, and all these conspiracies about QAnon and stuff like that. Not all the right, not all the left, but some individuals. And so what I've noticed from my own experience and from the basic debunkings that people have done of these types of people is that the more the less you know funny enough the more not necessarily though but the more uh, it is you're going to be against something like the more general knowledge you have about something Depending on how identified with you are with that, with the belief that serves this um, understanding, like say for instance, um, the deep state conspiracy. The the more you're going to be against people who deny it and you know whatever, and the more you're going to say that these people are just corrupt and they're they're supporting the deep state conspiracy or whatever. Uh, it's really interesting to see this because I've seen this within myself. And the more that I've done research on on myself, in a sense, like the more that I've seen, the more that I've done research on myself when it comes to this, the more that I've seen this. It's really interesting, and it's not always true. It's, so when you when you see somebody attacking somebody, it's not always going to be the case that they're attacking somebody from the space of this like oh you're dumb and you're corrupt but when they're attacking somebody you know it depends on how they're doing it and it depends on other factors but often when they're attacking them in that way it's because they don't you know they're not seeing nuance and context and they're not seeing things deeper and ultimately what it comes down to is they're not seeing people as people 
because what is what most people and sometimes I quote myself in this a lot of times um, well not a lot of times but many times I guess um, but is that people that these people are human and they're doing the best they can with the understandings they have and the emotions they have the consciousness they have in this situation that they're in uh, with the understandings and consciousness and emotions they have whatever it is and the motivations they have as well and what I've found to be interesting as well is the the language the wording that is used um, is you know when we're because we're when, one of the interesting things that I've found is that because we don't understand the person and because you know the ego very much easily identifies with something <clears throat> or against something um, what I've noticed will happen is if something does somebody does something your language is going to be in a certain direction but it's not going to be explaining very accurately even your own uh feelings and whatnot in the situation in a sense like because what you're really really doing is you're because what I've noticed that people do and this is actually something that comes from a book called what's it called let me see right quick I think it's called Nonviolent Communication Yeah, nonviolent communication. Um, and I made an episode about nonviolent communication in the future, and in the past, in the future. Probably might w make one in the future because there's more understandings I can add to it from that last episode. But um, is one of the things I've learned from this uh, this book. Was and one of the things I've learned, and this is something I've also observed as well, is that what we do is we don't actually, um, and and it may sound incorrect when I'm going to say this, but uh, bear with me for a minute because it's it's pretty accurate. But you have to see it properly first, and you have to understand what I'm going to be saying because um, it is a very interesting point. That what we do in those situations when we see what somebody does and we we don't like it is we point out what's wrong with them, but we don't actually um, point out why it, it it was wrong. In the same way, like for instance, like we when when somebody does something, we point out the wrong that they did, but we don't point out why we felt like why 
the we felt as if it was wrong, feeling wise, not opinion wise, because we we uh, use words like feel interchangeably for feelings and opinions, and that is a really interesting point, and it's something that I've noticed as well. Like the more that I um, read this book and the more I see this, the more that I definitely have noticed this. And the more that you do this, the more that you point outward. The less that you see inward and you go, oh, wait a second. The problem isn't necessarily with what's wrong with what you did. Because he might have done something wrong, to be fair. But the problem is more about we're not communicating why we got um, so angry about it. So, um, because, and I know it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, incorrect here, because, like, when we make an opinion, we're not pointing out why we have that opinion um, in, in terms of feelings. Because really what is happening here is a, a blind, uh, a sort of blindness to what's actually happening inside when we're pointing outward in this way. A blindness to, to why, why this is actually happening. Because we're pointing outward, right? So say somebody um, did something, whatever that would have been, and we were we were to go, oh, you're wrong, you did this, you asshole, whatever it is. Um, and so what I'm talking about here is that we're unaware that when we do that, number one, we don't fix the problem when we do this. But number two, we're not actually explaining properly our motivation for coming to this conclusion, our feeling behind this conclusion. You know, a lot of, there's a few people, many people who have this idea that facts don't care about your feelings. But that's not actually true. That's not how this works. Um, I don't care who you are, but that's just not how it works. Um, you know, if you know anything, there's this book as well called Think Again that talks about this. Um, about uh, any kind of studies or anything. But one of the things this book, uh, Think Again, was talking about was the main thrust of the book was how um, <clears throat> the logic uh, m- meter of sorts or the reason meter that we all think we have is actually controlled and taken over by um, and is controlled not really taken over but controlled by emotion and controlled by uh, opinion, and if you know anything about biases, if you know anything about cognitive distortions, you know what I'm talking about. But 
ultimately the problem isn't that the, this person did something wrong to uh, according to you it's that because what what most people do is they focus on what somebody did versus um, their why they're actually hurt by what somebody did in a sense because they equate uh, the doing with the hurting but actually it's it's more complex and um, I'm kind of getting off track here but I'm trying to get back here to what I was trying to explain earlier but what but but uh yeah, ultimately, it's more it's more uh, complex, but because we're emotionally charged and we don't see it properly, we have to look inward, and we have to observe properly, which is hard to do because you're because you're now your your attack thoughts and your attack emo- uh, words are are now going to be thrown back at you in some other way. Um, and you cannot solve the problem with the energy that created it. So, <clears throat> what I'm trying to explain here, so say somebody does something. Say somebody did something and that you find to be wrong. You did this to me, this is what's wrong. Uh, so what you have to do here is to observe the feeling behind this, and like I said, it's very it's it's one of the things where um what m- the feeling has been uh what feel has been uh, done uh, the, they use the word feel interchangeably for feeling and opinion, which is honestly not the really a way that it should be done, but it is the way it is done and. There's nothing really you can do about it right now, but and so you have to be very careful about this. And so saying that you did this wrong, something wrong to me is is pointing outward. And so instead, what you have to do is you have to go. I feel angry or upset. Well, upset's not really. It's it's too vague. One of the problems as well is that we're always so vague with our wording that we inevitably are too vague and nobody understands what we're talking about properly. And the ego likes to, in a lot of ways, keep it this way because it serves the purposes of the anger and the drama that your ego's engaged with and, and, and identified with. And so this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying the more general something is, the more, in a lot of ways, the more the ego is going to get involved with it with drama and, and anger and stuff like this. For the most part, like, the more it's identified with it and stuff. I mean, it's more complex, but that's basically the understanding around this. So, um, instead of saying that you did this to me, because it's not the person that's responsible we like to put responsibility on others for something that we're feeling that we're thinking 
And in reality, we're the one responsible and we should be taking more responsibility. Uh, And so instead of saying this, say instead, I feel angry because you, and be specific, what did this person do? You went into my garage without me knowing and you took my uh, screwdriver or whatever. Just giving examples. And so, what you should be looking for in all statements, and it's not always easy to do this, as I said, is observing, observing properly. And this book goes up uh, into this, a lot of this. Um, and, uh, you know, I might go more into it in other episodes because... Uh, the the interesting there's some interesting questions around um, a lot of this stuff, but observing properly what what is be trying to be communicated because it's not being communicated with words often. If it is, it's a very in a very di- indirect way. Um. Observing the feelings, the need, and the request. And so, when somebody says, You did X to me. You're wrong. You're the responsible party. You observe, what is this person feeling? Like I said, you have to infer. You have to look indirectly. Or you can ask. In a certain way. Like the book gives you very specific instructions on this. Um, well you don't have to do that. And then you say. Um, and then you have to. Look within yourself and do the same thing. Because what what you're go- you, you, your ego is going to do. What your mind is going to do. It's going to see this attack thought. That is now directed towards you from this person or whatever. And it's going to uh, go against that. And say, no, you are dumb for whatever reason. And so you have to look in and do the same thing. Observe the feeling, the need and the request on your end. And on their end. So, um, your end maybe would be you're angry because this person is disturbing the quietude that you were in or whatever. Whatever the case might be. So you have to be very specific. It's very easy to be general in this situation. Um... And I'm, I'm being very general as well because there's there's a lot of situations it can apply to. Um, and this book goes more into detail about a lot of this. And uh, one, one of the interesting things that I've noticed uh, that p- comes from this and comes from other understandings and explorations that I've done within myself and and other places is 
that this general under these these generalizations, what they're ultimately doing, what their the their ultimate purpose is, is to communicate something that it's not communicating, or to undo something that it's not undoing. For instance, you, um, maybe you go on a comment, or maybe you reply to somebody's comment on YouTube or whatever, saying you're so dumb and this is why and you're stupid. Uh. You think you're responding properly and you think you're, not really properly, but you think you're responding and you're like, oh, I just destroyed that person. But what you did actually do instead was you use the generalizations that you had on the moment and and spread those further. And then that person inside, they're going to see that and go, you're dumb yourself, and then respond, and it's going to escalate. Or that person is going to uh, walk away and not respond and still think you're dumb. And if he had a good point there, it's not going to get across because you weren't responding properly and specifically. And without, you know, putting the the uh, emphasis on specificity and uh, your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The um, thing trying to be communicated. So observe, observe, because often you're going to have to look indi- at the what what is being communicated indirectly. Observe the feeling, need, and request. Often it's 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 more uh, you know complex, and you're not going to be just you're not going to be able to just. I mean, you can, but, and it can happen that way for sure, but, um, often, when it comes to this, when you do this properly, what you'll find is that, oh, wait, this person's not evil or dumb or bad or wrong. This person's just human like everybody else and, and just trying to, you know, do things and understand things properly and, and whatever, do things the way he thinks is right, like everybody else, and gets controlled by emotions sometimes, like everybody else, and, and things like this, and so you can kind of, like, undo the, the, uh, the generalization that your, your, your ego was identified with. And so it goes back into ignorance as well. Because when I'm talking about ignorance, people might say, people might see what I'm talking about and they're going to say, you're, but you're doing the same thing, you're saying the same thing. But I'm not talking about ignorance the way a lot of people talk about ignorance. What I'm talking about is not knowing, but 
not aware or not caring uh, about not knowing. And most of that has to do with nuance and context um, of a situation or whatever. And um, the ignorance isn't a bad thing or a wrong thing. It's just something to be aware of. It's something to understand. Like the more that you... And, and this is honestly something that um, I think can't be stressed enough. But the more that you observe yourself and the more that you um, introspect within yourself Uh, and I might go into uh, introspection in another episode in the future because introspection if done properly can actually unmask a lot of the not only unmask a lot of the identifications and ego that is inside of you but it also makes you understand people and the mind more than you your current understandings do. Because you understand things observationally and with experience and with uh, true knowledge, which isn't uh, just intelligence and words and thoughts, but actually is more fundamental at that point it's based on observation it's based on what is there <clears throat> and some some of the really really interesting um Think most one of the most some of the most interesting and insightful and profound things that I've ever come across and understood about the mind have happened because of introspection and because of observation in this way. Especially when it comes to emotion and emotions affect on your understanding and decision making and it's 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 not really understood. Not really. I mean a lot of people talk about it sometimes and it's something that people talk about, but in the mainstream it's not understood very often. Or if it is, it's not understood broadly and deeply enough to where they can actually go, Oh, that's why this is happening. Or, Oh, that's why I am acting this way. And this is why. Even when I want to calm down... And, and want to calm others down. I can't because my emotions are still very strong and are controlling the situation.
Emotions are interesting because <clears throat> if unaware of them, and same thing with the ego and the identifications of the ego, because if unaware of them, they're controlling you. But if aware of them, they may still be controlling the ego and they may still even be trying to control you, but you have put some distance in between those two. Enough distance to um, start putting even more distance. And sometimes it, it, it is... Um, and and one also the the interesting thing as well is how easy it is to fall unconscious again. It's so easy to just fall unconscious and say, "Oh, this person's wrong and he's an asshole," for, or, or or whatever, and then start drama and start. You know, verbal fights and, and and stuff like this. It's so easy to do this. And it's so easy to just generalize and say, Oh, these people are corrupt. They're you know, they're they're just bought off by whatever big pharma or whatever whatever the new phrase is or <laughs> and they're you know they're they're not trustworthy, that type of thing. It's easy to do this. Why is it so easy to do this? That's what I've always wondered. And why is it? Because one of the things that people miss uh, on the moderate kind of side is that they think that conversation, rational, reasonable conversation, can fix this. But the problem is that that only fixes it for moderates. For those who are determined on on you know either the other side of this, who are already radicalized on the other sides of this, conversation in this way will not work. Because, well, not in the way that they're doing it anyways, but because, um, how do I put it? Let me, let me get it this way. So say if you're on the right or on the left or whatever and you hear the other side's talking points or even, even moderately the other side's talking points. If you go on the news right now, on the mainstream news like CNN or, you know, SNBC or NBC or whatever uh, and then you hear the right's talking point even if it's a moderate point in a moderate position they're going to be against it and they're going to resist it and then if you go on Fox News you're going to hear it from the other side they're going to talk about the left's points and then they're going to resist it and if you think about it it makes sense because if you're if you hear something that you know is or you think 
is not true. And you think you know what is true or not true. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I'm not saying that that's... Maybe I'm not saying that you're right or wrong here, but I'm just saying that if you think you know, even if you don't know, what's true or false, and you hear something that's opposite to this, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's possible that you will be. But it's also possible you're going to be like, no, this person's stupid, this person's dumb, and whatever. And the reason is what I explained earlier. The observing of feelings, needs, and requests. And ultimately it comes down to <clears throat> the overgeneralization nature of the the mind, the ego, whatever you want to call it. Because the mind doesn't actually want to work hard. Because that takes more energy. It likes certainty. And when the mind works hard, it's because there's not certainty. And even if your you know, mind is working hard and you're still certain, there's less certainty there because you're looking at all... When your mind is working harder in this way, you're looking at all the points and you're going, um, I mean, it's, it's more likely this, but, you know, it could also be this. And your mind, your ego doesn't like uncertainty because <clears throat> ultimately it's not concerned with what's actually correct. What you're, it's not actually concerned with truth, truth, whatever that might, truth what might be, because if it were, when truth has been pointed out to it, it would be like, oh, okay, that's true, I'm going to change my position, but that's not always what's happening. In fact, often the the reverse happens, and this is actually talked about in this book that I've talked about as well, called Radical Distortion, where when somebody is um, get shown the opposite and the actual truth of what's happening here, put quote truth and and actual in, in uh, quotation marks, the person's like, "This is not true. This is dumb," and uh, whatnot. And so the the ego <clears throat> and really what ego is is identification. It's identified with a belief or an understanding or whatever. And I might get into that in another episode because I wanted to do an episode about identity and identification in the past couple months. But I've, I've kind of been slacking off on things lately. But uh, anyways. So the ego, what, what the ego is ultimately concerned with is upholding its identification. It's a, a concern not with truth, not with actually learning the truth and, and becoming more aware. It's concerned with upholding its identification. It's very important to understand this. Because 
if you don't understand <clears throat> this one simple point, and like I said, I want to do that, but I don't want to. I want to do an episode about this in the future. If, but if you're not aware of this, and if you don't understand this one single point. then you will be unaware of what the ego is doing to you, of how the ego is controlling you, unaware that what you, your ego and what you believe is true is not necessarily going to be true. And, is, and you're going to be unaware of the confirmation bias and all the other biases that you're going to be employing to keep this so-called truth true in your mind. And science is aware of this. Um, I'm, saying, I'm not saying it's perfect at um, dealing with this, but it's in a lot of ways better about understanding and dealing with this problem than um, other so-called sciences or studies I think would be the better word um, here like philosophy or whatever because oft, honestly philosophy anymore is just about like who is right who is wrong what is right what is wrong you're right I'm wrong I'm right you're wrong and, and it's not really about what it used to be about back in like the Greek days like you know, with so stoicism, if you know anything about stoicism, it was ac actually about practical advice, and uh, Pyrrhonism was about you know how to undo. Basically, it was ba basically just undoing attachments. I mean, it didn't really uh, use those words, but that's basically what it was doing. And um, <clears throat> the rest, you know, there's others other types of philosophical understandings that were kind of like this. But identification, um, when this word is used, it's, it's, it's really interesting um, because what they're talking about is very important. And honestly, it's one of the episodes I want to make soon. And I'm not sure how I'm going to make it yet. I'm just going to kind of like wing it later today I think because I think it's important to understand this properly um, but yeah anyways it's almost an hour long episode Whew. Uh, this is David Speaks and I'll talk to you on the next episode